Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Good morning once again. What an honor and a blessing it is to be with you here today. I am so glad you are all here and I extend a warm welcome once again. My name is Yvonne Schumacher-Strachek. I am your acting associate minister here at Arlington Street Church this year. Our senior minister, Reverend Kim Crawford Harvey, is away this week, but you should please know that she will, as I already announced, be back in the pulpit here next Sunday. I would like to begin my message here this morning with the reading of one of my favorite poems. It's entitled, Praise What Comes, and it's written by the poet Jean Lohman. She writes, Praise what comes, surprising as unplanned kisses, all you haven't deserved of days and solitude, your body's immoderate good health that lets you work in many kinds of weather. Praise talk with just about anyone, and quiet intervals, books that are your food and your hunger, nightfall and walks before sleep. Praising these for practice, perhaps you will come at last to praise grief and the wrongs you never intended. At the end, there may be no answers and only a few very simple questions. Did I love? Finish my task in the world. Learn at least one of the many names of God. At the intersections, the boundaries where one life began and another ended, the jumping off places between fear and possibility, at the ragged edges of pain, did I catch the smallest glimpse of the holy? I have a picture postcard with an image that moves me deeply. I love it so much that I have framed it and it hangs on the wall by the desk at home where I do most of my writing. On the back of this postcard, the postcard's publisher has written a caption which reads, morning rapture, dawn arrives with a burst of sunlight shafting through giant redwoods. The photo is taken somewhere undisclosed along the Redwood Highway of Northern California and I probably picked it up on one of my journeys years ago when I lived in that part of our amazing, beautiful country. The postcard offers something like this image that I found for the front of today's order of service. And though the image is not exactly it, perfectly a match, it's the closest I could find online preparing for this morning's service, and it's really close so you can get a sense of it from looking at this image on your order of service. Sometimes words just can't capture an idea and a feeling. A picture needs to be drawn for the mind's eye, for the imagination. In this case, it's a picture of a lush forest, towering redwoods, streaming beams of light. See it in your mind, be there. 
sunlight shafting quietly, serenely, yet filled with ineffable life-sustaining power streaming through giant redwoods just for a fleeting moment or two. Ah, so glorious, indeed rapturous. And you know full well, looking at it, that it will not last. And yet, this instant captured in the image has made all the difference that it happened at all. For me, it's a profoundly beautiful image capturing an ephemeral moment of intensity that was soon gone forever. And such is life. Moments, some of them exquisitely wonderful gifts, some of them just ordinary moments that are given little special attention, but that are still singularly unique. Moments that come and they happen and then they slide on by into the past. Precious and holy are such moments, which gathered up together make up a life's experiences. I have another treasured image that sits in a frame on my desk, a very small photo of my son at age four. Now he's nearly 29, so the photo was taken a quarter century ago. Amazing how fast the time goes. For me, the photo captures the sweetness, the vulnerability, the intelligence that were his being at that young age. Big eyes, small hands, a four-year-old sweet face. Looking at it, I remember how deeply I loved that child and how very much I loved the experience of being his mom. But just like the picture postcard image of the sun rays streaming in the redwood forest, this photo of my child, too, has captured a moment in time that was soon gone as well. As that child continued his irrevocable journey, upward and outward, a journey of growth and learning and change into increased capability through his childhood and teen years into the remarkable man that he is today. And in the case of the photo, even it, the physical photograph itself, is in a process of change the ink on the paper has faded over the years. The colors have changed somewhat. And even my writing on the back of it, Brendan, March 1985, four years old, is fading as well. Often I keep that framed image lying face down to keep the light from fading it further. Nothing stays the same. Life marches on. We are powerless to stop the relentless arrival of the next moment on into the future, much as we might love to do so sometimes, just for a short while, you know, when it all feels like a bit much and we just all want it to stop just for a moment. Wait, wait. Of course, this is one of the purposes of meditation. We just simply stop for a moment and we just simply are. We just be in that moment. But even as we take that needed breather, change keeps coming at us, doesn't it? The child keeps growing. The angle of the sunlight in the forest changes. The trees grow slightly higher. Night comes. We ourselves grow up and then grow older every moment. And our lives continue to change and the world around us changes. The news breaks. The ocean wave rolls in and then crests and it breaks on the shoreline and there is no stopping it. 
The subject of change and the theology of change is front and center for me lately. In the past few years, much has changed in my life. Maybe it's my recent move to Boston, my being uprooted, and my arrival here as a newbie minister just beginning again. Maybe it's my upcoming 60th birthday or the recent births and deaths that are in my awareness. But also it's in the notion of the potential of the gathered community to change lives, to change our society for the better, to change the direction of and the priorities lined up by our complex world. All of that too is filling my mind and heart with thoughts of change. Change can be difficult. We don't always know or trust what's coming. We start across the bridge into the future, hoping and trusting it will connect on the other side of the chasm. Sometimes we rely on something like the very famous serenity prayer to help us find our way with change. That this is such a universal feeling, uncertainty about the coming changes, is why I think the serenity prayer has achieved such widespread familiarity and has come to be so well loved. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. In any case, the unavoidability of change is a given, and we must manage it somehow. I could have retired into a simple, quiet, stable, rather privileged life. Instead, the unfolding of my journey took me decades into my life to a new adventure, an amazing Unitarian Universalist seminary to study theology and ministry and the deeper, more effective, more sustainable ways of seeking justice, truth, and love and transforming the world. It was an irresistible tug for me, a lure, a summons, demanding. It demanded my response and big changes in my life. I resisted for a time, actually quite some time, struggling inside with it, arguing with that burning bush, and finally said, in essence, okay, I'm yours. It was transformative in so many ways, way more than I have time to describe here today but you'll likely hear more about my journey in our future together. Shortly before I embarked on that challenging quest toward professional ministry, my husband Barry had a heart attack and six-way bypass surgery with a lot of little strokes during the surgery. He hasn't been fully himself since then, again, changes, though he's come a long way back with the help of skilled doctors and therapists. Our relationship, though, has changed significantly from being one that's more like your standard, more balanced marriage partnership, if there is such a thing, to one that's much more like my giving his, being his caregiver. There have been other significant changes in our personal lives, too, just as I know there have been in all of yours, each and every one of you. Our gifted son went off to college and embarked on his own productive adult life. He lives in Canada now. We've lost one beloved dog to cancer in recent years and then acquired a new sweet little canine sidekick who enriches our life daily with such reliable joy. The changes just keep happening. We packed up our stuff, our lifetime accumulation of archives and photos, books and furniture and all our worldly goods, and moved it three times in the last five years, from the Sierra foothills to the San Francisco Bay Area, to Pennsylvania, to Boston. Changes, lots of changes. Places, experiences, and relationships 
fade into the past. And on some level, we grieve their passing, just as we have faced the unfolding of the new with curiosity, anticipation, hope, faith, and courage. All of us do this. The Unitarian Universalist congregation that I served in central Pennsylvania grew immensely in depth and breadth and numbers in their, their sense of themselves in the two years that I was there. Looking back, I behold just with a sense of great awe the transformation that took place as the congregation perceived and responded to its calling into a deeper engagement in the life of the city and took on a more challenging ministry than it had ever before dared to embrace. It took courage for them to face issues that are among some of the most challenging and complex in our society. Racism, class-based oppression, deprivation, otherness, economic and social privilege. And that journey, of course, is still underway for them. They've really just begun. I am so very proud of them. It was a transformative journey for me into ordained Unitarian Universal Universalist ministry. This was the gift at my ordination from that congregation symbolizing that transformation. And it too was transformative for the congregation, embracing a new notion of its calling. And for the wider community as well, that will both influence and be influenced by the Unitarian Universalists there. I am also so very proud of the new congregation that I, as a lay leader, helped to organize in the mid-1990s out in the gold country of the Northern California Sierras, and how far that congregation has come in just a little over a decade. It took many hands and minds and hearts to get a new congregation going there, and now they number over 100 members with a church building, a religious education program, and a full-time minister of their own making a transformative impact on the lives and values lived in that community. And now I am gone from both of those well-loved congregations, and I have arrived here in Boston. I arrived here in response to a sense of being summoned, summoned to support Reverend Kim's skillful ministry here, to serve and preserve and grow this historic congregation, to get to know you, to walk with you for a time, to fulfill my calling here, and to help you as you perceive and respond to your own. What will our relationship become? What is it that's calling this congregation with urgency and each of you who are sitting here in its historic pews? What does our free faith demand of each of us individually and all of us together as we influence the course of the future in our own lives, in this neighborhood, in this city, and the wider world around us? Do we have the courage needed to respond? Oh yes, I perceive already great courage in this congregation. Dare we love each other? It is my hope and prayer that we will do so more deeply than any of us might imagine here in this moment. Understanding what love requires of us. Aye, there's the rub. Change ever unfolding with the arrival of each moment. It's the nature of life. Every newcomer that arrives in this congregation changes it.
It is a key function of ministry to empower and encourage each other to face life's ups and downs together and to help each other with it, both in celebration and in mourning, coping and healing from injury or loss. It is a gift that we give to allow others to help us when there is cause for despair. We symbolize this faithful congregational calling and the abundance of our responsive resources in our candles ritual most Sundays. In this way, we weave the tapestry of our community and we find blessing in each moment, whether it's a joy, whether it's a sorrow, each moment that crests like a breaking ocean wave. Some needed change is insistent, and it takes more than ourselves alone to accomplish it. Some is so significant that it takes all of us together as much as possible to move our broken, hurting world, filled as it is with injustice, pain, brokenness, prisons and cages, towards more justice, more freedom, more love. The good news is that we do have the capacity and the resources to do this. Yes, we can. Some of us resist needed changes, coming from a place of privilege or ignorance or fear or weariness or inability to express ourselves well or to hear each other or to grasp the issues completely. But change is coming nonetheless. This too is a part of the unfolding of our days and the reason for religious community to learn with faith and patience to hear each other, to gain skill with speaking the truth with love, to empower and support each other, to work through misunderstandings or conflicts, understanding all the while that that process too is a gift. And while we face all those challenges, may we find and praise moments of life-affirming, life-sustaining sunshine streaming through the towering trees. May we catch small glimpses of the holy. May we know deep in our bones that the spirit of life is with us all throughout, holding us all tenderly, bidding us walk on in faith and love. And have a little fun along the way, too. Notice the streaming sun rays in the forest. None of us alone can do the most important, the most difficult work of changing our society, our culture. Not one of us knows all that needs to be known or has the strength to accomplish alone what needs and deserves our help to be changed in this world. We need each other to create a better way, a better world than what's come before. This calling is urgent. It is literally and urgently a matter of life and death when it comes to the major issues such as addressing hate crimes and violence, global warming, the provision of health care and other basic needs to all, immigration reform and more. It is also literally a matter of life and death when we walk alongside each other in our times of sorrow and despair, helping each other to find our way. We sometimes lose sight of the fact that we ourselves make choices that matter in every moment, moments large and small, with our every breath and every act. Our beliefs, our behaviors, our expectations, 
and the extent to which we can truly learn to love each other matter. Unitarian Universalist minister, Reverend Dr. Marilyn Sewell, offers this wisdom. If you are willing to be used for the good and put your ego on the back burner, the way will open before you. Together, we will find that way. Each day, we get to start anew. It is all ever in process. Each day, we're becoming something new, and all of our becomings are holy. I look forward to walking with you in this holy journey, praising what comes. The great poet Rumi suggests we can be a mighty kindness. I pray that together we may foster a world of more kindness, peace, and justice, find strength and equanimity in the face of daunting change, intimacy amidst notions of ultimacy, and a calling beyond ourselves, one which will lift and lure and lead us all into our most blessed becomings. So may it be. Namaste and amen.